Let's Talk Sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 1061 ESPN. Voice of Reason and the Dean of Richmond Radio. Here's Big Al on 1061 ESPN. And how about that baseball? Still going strong. Baseball last night. Which one did you watch? Did you watch the the game seven, which is always a great thing to watch, in my opinion? Game seven. I read this morning, I was a little surprised by this. The Philadelphia Phillies have never been in a game seven in their 140 year history, going back to 1883, 140 years. Unbelievable that they have not ever been in a Game 7. Anyway, they already won tonight, but that was an early game yesterday, as you know, 5.07. Uh, last night was San Francisco, Minnesota football, and of course the uh, Diamondbacks and the Phillies in the early game. The late game was Texas whoop, whooping up on the uh, Houston Astros. Uh, they whooped up on them. Again, like 2019, the World Series. This series between Texas and Houston, the visitor won every game. And boy, did Philadelphia, excuse me, did uh, Texas take it to them in, uh, in Houston? Was it 9 2 and 10 2, 11 2? Something like that. They whipped them. I mean, it wasn't even, well, I mean, it was worth knowing and seeing. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it wasn't one to stick around and watch once they uh, got the 11 4 was the final. It was 11 2 at one point, 9 2 at one point. I, and I was watching the, by that time I turned to football. But it was uh, sort of at 4 8, 10 to 2 after 6. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Thank you, Don Meredith. Anyway, so the Rangers go to the World Series. How about them apples? Texas Rangers. I think the last time they went was what, 2011? Maybe? Maybe so they uh, they're going again. I don't know who will host. I can go back and look at the records of who had the best record among the three teams still standing, uh, and we can certainly figure out something from there. Anyway, I'm Big Al. This is Sports Phone on 106.1 ESPN. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, as, as I said, I'm Big Al, and the show is Sports Phone. Uh, Robert Bruce on the other side of the glass. As we get going at 8.03, and uh, well, it's just uh, another pretty day out there today. It's going to warm up, I think, by the end of the week, but pretty out there again this morning. Chilly, 36, bone-biting degrees this morning, but it's going to be warming up as the week goes on into the 80s, I think, through next Monday. Anyway, we thank you for tuning in. i got some questions we'll throw at you, but we got Reno on one, so let's go to Ivarino who hadn't called in a while. Good to hear from you again there, Ivarino. Thank you, Big Al. How are you doing, Chad? And you called in, so I'm doing great. Thank you, thank you. I'm willing to answer any question you have. Um, I'd like to answer the question of the day. Okay, we got a couple things I'll throw at you here real quick. Um, okay. uh, who do you want coaching? Now, you're a Ravens fan. Your Ravens look really good the other day, uh, whooping up on the thank Lions. Uh, good story, though, about how, hey, listen, the Lions are good. They really are. But, you know, they came a cropper and hit a, hit a bad game. And the Ravens yeah, are improving uh, by the week, and they put a whipping on the Lions. But don't rule out the Lions was the point of the article I was reading. Anyway, um, 
who do you want to coach in Washington? You're not. I know you're not a Skins fan, but Rivera, uh, Bienemy, or a new coach? Really? This isn't a tough question. Well, I think. Well, I think. Uh... If worse comes to worse, I think Eric Bieniemy. Hey, whoa, whoa, time out, time out. Worse has already come to worse. Okay, worse has already gotten has arrived. The train's in the station and waiting to leave. Go ahead, please. Okay, give it to Eric Bieniemy. See what he can do. Okay, he hasn't done a whole lot yet, but then he's got no offensive line. All right, uh, should they keep Sweat or Young for next year? The defensive ends. I think they should get rid of Young. He had his first in his three and a half years in football, in pro football. Uh, tw- was it three years or four years? Four years? No, three years. 20, 21, 22. What year did he come in? 20, didn't he? So this is his fourth year. Is that right? Yeah. He had his first two-sack car- game in his career. Chase Young did it the other day. First against a beat-up Giants offensive line. Uh, first yeah. time in, in three and a half years he's ever had two sacks in a game. All right, here's the other question. You ready? Uh, who wins tonight, Phillies or Diamondbacks? And you said give the enemy a shot. All right, Diamondbacks or Phillies? Who wins Game Seven tonight? The Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks. Boy, wouldn't that be great to see a, a Southwestern World Series? Here we're looking live in the Southwest for the World Series. I would love to see that. That would be fun. Yeah, I hope you're right. You- Plus, I don't give a flying monkey's rump of anything about the damn Phillies. Who cares? Uh, I'm not a Phillies yeah. fan, and there's no way I would. I, you know, if they get in the, in the Super Bowl, listen to me. <laughs> the Phillies are in the Super Bowl. If they made it to the World Series, my interest level would drop. Now, the networks, Ivarino, will be gagging on the Apple Corps if it's a Arizona Ranger World Series. It's not what they wanted, not what they imagined. Uh, the Dodgers or the Braves versus a, you know, a sweetheart team like the Orioles, uh, you know, something like that, or Houston that would draw fans because they're. Uh, Somewhat of a uh, the Astros are a polarizing team against either the Braves or that. that would draw people. The Rangers and the in uh, the Diamondbacks might be a little tough draw. Well, I remember when the Rangers and the Cardinals played in the World Series. That was they were exciting games. They, that they was that was how many years ago? Twelve. I thought the Tigers played in twelve. Mm. No, you, sound, was, you sound like a cow. The Rangers went back to back and lost two times in the World Series. Uh huh. Who played in the 2012 World Series? The World Series. We're going to dig this up uh, looking for the mummy. <laughs> King Tut. Uh, yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll find that out. I'll have to verify that one. Um, but okay. but uh, we'll do that. The 2012 World Series. And that shouldn't take but a minute. So what else you got there, Reno? Well, it's just, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if Dusty Baker is going to be back at Manchester the Astros. Uh, I'll say no. And uh, the 2012 World Series is what I thought. The Giants beat my Tigers. Wake up and go back to That's, sleep. Okay. All right. But it'd be interesting to see if he takes the Angels' job or if he goes over and manages the Mets because those are two places where Dusty Baker's been rumored to be going. Uh, I would say he's going to retire. He doesn't need this anymore. He's he's older than I am. And he's I, older than yeah. me too. 
Well, yeah. He's probably 74. So, anyway, hey, Reno, good to hear from you. Take care of yourself. Don't be a stranger. I won't. I'll, I'll try to call more often. All right, there you go. The uh, yeah, 2012 World Series was between San Francisco. San Fran won the World Series in 10, 12, and 14. So and I knew my Tigers were in there. The Tigers, I think, were in, were in in 06 and 12, and they lost both times. The Tigers have won a World Series since 84. Oh, to humanity. So there you have that. Uh, so I've got a couple questions for you. Uh, I want to go over David Teal's uh, predictions from yesterday about the ACC order of finish. And, of course, the Rangers rolled into the World Series. The Diamondbacks have 4-7 tonight. And Giannis of the Milwaukee Bucks signed a three-year deal for... If you're speeding down the highway, slow down, put your brake, tap your brake, or pull over. If you have a heart condition and you haven't taken your medicine this morning, $186 million. <coughs> That's an average... Of $62 million per season. You heard me right. $162 million, excuse me, $186 million, $62 per year. And not only that, but what he already has all rolling and everything that's in the barn and that type of thing, he is, uh, over the next five years, he'll make a mere $281 million, which is, of course, uh, $56.2 million per year as an average for five years. But he has the other three, year, three years, he'll get 56 and change, then he'll get 62 and change, and then in the third year of that, he'll get 66.8, something along those lines. But it adds up to a buck eighty-six. Not bad, not bad uh, job you can get, not bad money, and he'll certainly put all the gravy on the biscuits he's ever going to want. So, anyway, we'll take a pause. <laughs> P- uh, say. Uh, we've got Russ Houston coming up in just a minute here. Or after our pause, we'll have Russ Houston on, and we'll be talking about uh, the University of Richmond Spider football team. So they're coming off three straight wins, two on the road in conference, and back home against the Campbell Soups uh, this uh, Saturday at three thirty. Was it three thirty? I think it's three. Yeah, yeah, three thirty. The Campbell Soups come to town, and uh, I'll take the clam chowder, please. And they'll be playing at the uh, at the Robin Center. All right, stay with us right here, right here, right here on one zero six one ESPN. We're here till ten o'clock. Uh, I want to go over David Teal's uh, predictions, order of finish in the ACC basketball. We want to talk about uh, next year who will be coaching the Washington Redskins. Who do you like, Washington Commanders? Uh, who would you like to see coaching Washington next year, Rivera, the enemy, or a new coach, new staff? What do you think? And then who will win Game 7 tonight? Questions just pouring out this morning. Uh, who will win the Game 7 tonight between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks? As I mentioned moments ago, the Phillies have never been in a Game 7 in any kind of playoff or World Series. That's hard to believe. But that's what's happening. All right, stay with us. We'll take a pause and return right here on 1061 ESPN. Regular season long. Now it's time for the race to the fall classic. 1061 ESPN is your exclusive home for the MLB postseason in Richmond. And welcome back. We are here. We are live. And we're talking sports. And we're doing it here on 1061 ESPN with Coach Russ Houston, the head coach of the Richmond Spiders football team. And 
I tell you what, uh, two wins on the road in conference, building the record in conference to four and one overall, five and three. And coach, uh, they're all tough, as you say. They're no matter where you're playing, who you're playing. Football's a, game, a tough game, and you fight to the end. Uh, sometimes the score might indicate that you got the game won, but there's always a fighting going on on the field. Not a literal fight, but just the fact that you're playing tough football against good teams. Coach, good morning. Good morning. Appreciate you having me. Well, thank you for joining us. You're the one that's busy over there on the campus of U of R and don't want to keep you too long, but uh, great to see uh, another Spider win. As I mentioned, two on the road, 33-10, your final uh, in the win against NCA&T. And uh, two, two, you got two at home coming up with a bye. And well, I tell you what, that's a, a bye is a good thing. I know you coaches work. The players go through some drills. But uh, it's a great time of the year to get a bye. Uh, is it not, Coach, coming up after the uh, – of course, you got a game. Excuse me. you got a game, of course. we got Campbell. Uh, yeah, yeah, Campbell. we got Campbell coming in here for homecoming. Right. Uh, a big one for us right there. And, and they got they got a really good football team. Uh they're they're experienced. Uh, they got a tremendous quarterback. Um, they're 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 big and physical, both sides of the ball. Uh, you know this will be this will be a big time test for us. And you know once once we uh, get through this one, then we actually yeah. do have the open date, and then and then uh, two left after that. So yeah. you know it, this this will be a big test for us. This week. Right. It's, uh, yeah. The two home games with a, a bye sandwich in between them, and you got to face them one at a time. And Campbell, Campbell on the year three and two, four and three. So you know, every game's a test in the uh, Coastal Athletic Association, and that's coming up this Saturday, three thirty at Robbins Stadium. And you can hear it right here on one zero six one ESPN pregame starting at three, kickoff at three thirty. Um, you know, you, you, you look at this, and yeah, there were only two, only two. You had two offensive touchdowns. That's a positive. Uh, it's something a head coach might say. Wait a minute, we need to be scoring more with our offense, moving more with our offense. But uh, you led twenty three ten at half. Uh, you look at it this way. Uh, I do. I look at it this way. You got a forty eight yard. Interception return for a touchdown and blocked a punt and a 15 yard return on a block punt. So the offense was playing fine, you know, just looking at the numbers, but uh, your defense played well. They did not allow a touchdown and had a touchdown themselves. And then special teams was doing well uh, from the standpoint of returning a block punt for a touchdown. Coach, tell us about the defense and special teams, if you would. Well, we we only had one offensive touchdown. That was the first drive of the game. We you know put a twelve play drive together and scored, um, and then we took it down there again and got it down to the four yard line and had to settle for a field goal there. Um, and then uh, and then we got the pick six. Uh, Jabril Hayes uh, took that one uh, to the house to make it seventeen nothing, and then immediately let him return a kickoff for the touchdown there to make it seventeen seven. And then um, the next possession they have, we blocked a punt yeah. and, uh, and and scooped and scored on that one. So, you know, at the half, they, it was it was 23-10 at the half, and we were playing really good defense. You know, we had to pick six. Uh, and then on special teams, you know, it was a mixed bag. You know, giving up a, a kick return is not good, obviously. And then, But blocking the punt and scoring there was, was huge for us. And then in the second half, you know, the second half we get another pick six, so we actually had two defensive touchdowns. Yeah. And um, you know, and, and well, we pick, kicked the field, we drove it down there, kicked the field goal, and then we get the pick six, uh, and that was the final score right there. And defensively, we played 
you know, we played really well all day. You know, we really only gave up one big play right before the half on a on a QB draw that got down the middle of the field there. But other than that, uh, we bottled them up pretty good on defense. And two defensive touchdowns, you can't beat that. And uh, So, yeah. you know, I think defensively we played well. Special teams was a mixed bag. And offensively, you know, it, it was okay. We again, we got to get better on offense, but uh, um, we will. And and uh, you know, there's different ways to win games. Uh, you've been in this a long time. You've seen a lot of different ways. And and um, you know, if you have to score two on defense to win, you got to score two on defense to win. Yeah, that's what it takes. A coach, I apologize. The the fourth quarter interception return, thirty two yards. I'd misread that as a, as a offensive touchdown. Think it was a pass, a passing play for a touchdown. So I apologize for that. Yes, one offensive touchdown. That can be very frustrating, I guess, for the head coach and the coaches and the team on the offensive side. But uh, yeah, the second one was uh, the last touchdown was a return, and so you did have two uh, defensive touchdowns. I apologize for misinterpreting and misreading that. So uh, the defense played. Well. Well, and the uh, special teams play well. I know they allowed a touchdown return as well as you mentioned, but uh, overall, I mean, what do you take from this game? You've won three in a row now: Maine, Rhode Island, and NCA and T in conference, all in conference. You lost to Hampton. You beat Stony Brook before that in Delaware. You've won five out of your last six. Do you feel like that? You know, after, after dropping the first two, you're on a, a bit of a roll here. You've got it going. The momentum where you want it to be, or things kind of the, the gates are closing to where you want to be, running down the chute. Well, I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, you know, every game we've played has been so different. Um, you know, and, and how it's transpired, you just you don't know how it's. You know, last year, you know, we kind of knew what we had on offense. You know, with Rishi Densky and um, and but you know, right now we're kind of trying to figure out our our identity on offense. Um, we think Cam Coleman, our freshman QB. You know, he played the first half and, and did a nice job. He missed a couple throws, but, you know, he looked he looked good. Uh, and then in the second half, we decided to go with Kyle Moore just because, you know, we felt like we needed to run the ball and, and to do that with quarterback runs, you know, to, to take clock. So, you know, that really, I think that hampered our offense a little bit just by the fact that we were going to grind it out and take some time off the clock and, you know, and then we get the, you know, sometimes you, you don't realize it, but, you know, the offense loses possessions every time, you know, you pick six. Well, you know, instead of them punting, our offense got the ball, you know, we're back on defense. And, and that happened twice in the block punt. So there were three possessions there that the offense never got. And you never know. I mean, they may have drove down, big play, scored, who knows. But uh, so sometimes it's a little misleading just because of the number of possessions that, that your offense gets based on special team scores, defensive scores, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. I, you know, I didn't thought about that perspective necessarily, uh, where you're getting those touchdowns, uh, special teams and defense, that uh, you're saying, well, what would the offense have done in that situation and getting the work from the two quarterbacks that you're using? And I know you said that you're going to use, you're going to go with the two quarterbacks, the balance of the season. Uh, they both bring different abilities to the field, don't they, Coach? Yeah, you know, obviously, uh, I, I, we think Cam's got a really live arm. Uh, you know, he can make all the throws we need. He can get the ball pushed downfield, which we got to do more of. Um, you know, and then Kyle, you know, Kyle's a, a good thrower too, but, uh, you know, he, he has the ability 
to run the ball to break tackles. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're similar, but just with Kyle having a little bit, you know, more uh, running ability. You know, Cam, I think someday Cam will be good, but, you know, right now he's a freshman. He's a little bit thin. Um, so he, he doesn't break the tackles, but he had a nice scramble for about 20 to get a first down uh, early in that game, you know, when we kicked the field goal. So, um, you know, I, I think Cam played really well, uh, but both of them, you know, you know, missed some reads that, that really probably could have really helped us during the course of the game, um, you know. And so, but again, they, they, they're both, kind of inexperienced you know this first time Kyle's played and obviously Cam too so they'll get better as it goes on um but they they've got ability and again I don't know how we're gonna how this game will unfold who plays when Mm -hmm. one may play the whole game uh You, you never know. I just don't know how it's going to transpire. Well, the, the nice thing is you, is you have two good, very good quarterbacks that are young, a red shirt, a sophomore, and a true freshman, if I'm not mistaken, Coach. Uh, you ran the ball well. You threw the ball efficiently. Uh, you held their defense, or your defense held them to 145 total yards, uh, didn't give up a, an offensive touchdown. And all in all, the takeaway would be, okay, we played real well. Now we've got another game coming up, and every week's going to be a, a, a difficult game. It's the, uh, it is the CAA, and the Campbell Camels are coming into town. As I mentioned, this uh, coming uh, Saturday, 3.30 is the kickoff. And Campbell comes in, as I mentioned before, three and two coaching conference. You've got a game lead on them. This is important. It's a big game for y'all to get that five and one record and to sort of push Campbell to the background. They're four and three overall. Uh, they lost to William Mary and then, uh, ripped off a couple wins with Citadel Monmouth, lost a pair and then beat Hampton and Maine the last two weeks. Tell us about Campbell and, uh, what they do offensively and how you can stop them and then their defense and how you can, you can score on them, coach. Coach Russ Houston with us from Richmond. Well, this will be completely different. Obviously, A and T, uh, you know, hadn't been playing really good on offense, and, and uh, Campbell's probably one of the one or two best offensive teams uh, in our league. Um, they got an experienced quarterback. Uh, they've got uh, an experienced offensive line. Um, wideouts are really explosive, and they got a couple good backs there. You know, defensively. Uh, you know they got some length to them. Uh, you know they're they they've played okay on defense, not great, but they played okay. They played good enough to win. Um, so you know I think on both sides of the ball, you know it, it'll be a little bit different test for us this week than it was last week. So um, you know it'll it'll be. I, I think they're going to you know they throw the ball really well. I think they're second in the league in, in passing offense. Um, but you know, they can run it too. And, and so it's, you know, we got our work cut out for us. We're going to have to fit gaps on defense and, and, and get them on the ground. And then offensively, we got We got to execute and, um, and throw and catch it when we need to and, and break some tackles. And somehow we got to generate some big plays too. Every week you have to make your adjustments, make your changes, all tailored and tapered to uh, who the opponent is. And that's that's what's key and that's what's crucial to get the uh, offense running a certain way and the defense to do certain things that they need to do. And it never ends uh, during the course of football season. And, you know, the hours pile up and you're working at it and uh, burning the midnight oil. And uh, But it pays off when you get on a winning streak like you have winning three in a row and five out of six uh, to place you at, at tied for 
second with Elon behind Delaware at four and one. And I see on their schedule that uh, Campbell plays Delaware later. So you could uh, take a win against them this coming uh, Saturday. And then a couple weeks later, maybe they'll do you a favor and beat Delaware uh, as we march towards the uh, final end of the season, regular season on November the 18th. Uh, Coach, good luck to you against. You know, sir. You, know, you know what, Al? Yes, sir. I, I don't even worry about what anybody else is doing. Right. The only thing that's important is this Saturday, us against Campbell. Right. And that's, that's it. Because if, if we don't take care of business, it doesn't make any difference what's going on outside yeah. of it of this building here in our football team. So uh, you guys, you, you know, you can get ahead and kind of project <laughs> things, but uh, obviously we can't. No, I fully understand. And people in my position like to look ahead at schedules and look at things and say, well, if, and if doesn't mean anything, it's the biggest word in the universe. And uh, thank you for straightening me out on that, Coach. I appreciate that. <laughs> I because you're, uh, like no, you're right. You know, everybody's out there. I know. You're that's absolutely it. right. Coaches don't look more than the game coming up this week. And I'm sitting here saying, well, if this can happen, that can happen. Well, you know, it's the one game at a time. It's the game in front of us, and we need to win that, and then we'll focus on the next game. And I know better. And uh, But I just, uh, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking and saying, well, this can happen here. So anyway, uh, Coach, good luck. Uh, focus on, I'll focus on Campbell. You do the same, I'm sure. And look forward to talking to you next week and get that win against the Campbells, Coach. Good luck to you on Saturday. Thanks, Al. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Coach. Oh, me. It's one of those days already. Uh, anyway, always enjoy the visit with Coach Houston, the head coach of the Richmond Spiders, and he couldn't have been more right, and uh, I deserve to be corrected on that one because of the fact that this is the way in any sport. You're looking at the game right ahead. You're not looking down. I mean, players may do some of that. People in my position, uh, you know, Robert the Bruce, we all kind of look ahead and see, well, this is going to be tough and all that. Uh, but the bottom line is coaches, coaching staffs, focus their entire on what's coming up this week. All right, we'll take a pause and return right here on 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Al. This is Sports Phone and Robert the Bruce on the other side of the glass. Stay with us. You heard him on Saturdays at Robin Stadium. He's going to run straight ahead and no one's going to touch him until he's in the end zone. You may have even heard him on a mashup Monday. So Matt and I are mashing it up. Well, we want you to hear Bob Black some more. I'm actually surprised it's not more. Listen in for the Sports Huddle. Weekday afternoons from 4 to Six on 1061 ESPN Richmond. Are you the sports fan? I'm talking sports. It is eight thirty-five tomorrow morning. Tuesday, today's Tuesday, Wednesday. Tomorrow morning, we will have John Freeman, the voice of the Virginia Cavaliers. A great call at the end of the game. Uh, he'll join us at eight forty-five. And just for a few minutes, say, hey, congratulations, great call into the game, that type of thing. Uh, John Marcon, who has mainly been with us uh, with our friend Steve Isaacs for the last uh, few months. I haven't had him, just he and I one-on-one. Uh, we will do that tomorrow morning at 9. John Marcon, 
uh, is on tomorrow. So Freeman and Mark on tomorrow. Thursday, we're broadcasting live from the Hirago uh, County Sports Entertainment uh, Center, a new building that Robert the Bruce and I went and looked at last Tuesday. And I would say slick. What would you say, slick? Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Definitely slick. Slick. Any other word you got for me? Give me a different word than mine. Give me you. Give me your word. It's very pretty. <laughs> there you go. Very pretty. That's a good. Uh, that's a good uh, term. Never uh, a bad thing to be pretty. No, it's never bad. No, no. That's that's a good thing. It is. It's a, it's a nice, beautiful, pretty, and slick new building. I did not mention this really earlier, and I was kind of well, maybe I mentioned the other, but somewhat remiss not to give you a little bit more on it. Uh, but the Minnesota Vikings, where's my boy, where's my boy, my man, not a boy, my man, uh, Viking Bill this morning. He's got to be walking on sunshine, I would think. Minnesota now three and four. That doesn't make them destined to win the NFC North, but it doesn't hurt to beat the Niners. Yes, the Niners were without Samuel. They're without the uh, Trent Williams, who will no doubt go into the Hall of Fame as a San Francisco 49er, not a Washington Redskin, because that's what he was. Uh, and then, of course, McCaffrey was playing kind of beat up last night. He, he was. I know he got a touchdown and all that, but he was beat up. I mean, he had 15 carries for 45 yards, I believe it was. I mean, that's just not getting it done in his typical fashion by any means. It really isn't. And so uh, he was hurting. But, and then you know, with these injuries, you're, uh, your best receiver, your best running back, and your best offensive lineman playing at left tackle are all out. Guess who's come back to earth a little bit? That'd be your boy Purdy. 29, 21 for 30 is good. That's, uh, what, about 65, 67% maybe? 220, uh, 272 yards. So, I mean, he threw for nine yards per attempt. So, what? They weren't like in a bad game, but one TD, but the two picks, two interceptions kind of cooled off his. Uh, a view of his overall performance. Like I said, McCaffrey was 15 for 45. And Cousins, he had good numbers. Did you look at the numbers on Cousins yet, Robert he, Bruce? He played, he played really well last night. I watched the majority of this game. He played yeah. incredible last night. He, he did. I mean, he's, he's, he can be very good. And the funny thing is, you two look alike. Yeah, um, and <laughs> yeah. he uh, the dismissive. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. He's, uh, he <laughs> got he got out of one situation on the, one of the Vikings' last drives, and it looked like he'd been taken down. He got a pass to Jordan Addison. It was a huge play, one of the bigger plays I've seen him make in recent years. He's he's been playing well this year. Sixteen touchdowns, five interceptions, and now they've won three out of four. Not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, win the division, but Man. three out of four going to the Packers, going to the Falcons. Neither of those are incredibly uh, tough games. Uh huh. They so, should win those. They could well, they, they based can. it on last year. They're capable of winning, they're capable of losing. Well, you look you look at their losses so far this year, they're all one score games. They're not they're not getting blown out. They lost to the Chiefs and Eagles each by a score. Mm. Um so it's not like this team was getting blown out. They were leading the league in turnovers. They were fumbling it like crazy. Um so they've gotten they've gotten that in check a little bit. And how about Jordan Addison, that rookie receiver? Yeah, he's doing it. Speaking of a team missing their number one receiver, Justin Jefferson oh. being out, has kind of allowed Addison to come into his own and man, what a number two he will be once Jefferson comes back. He has seven catches for a buck twenty three and two TDs. His longest reception was sixty yards. That was an incredible touchdown. Uh, 
So uh, on his other six catches, he still accumulated 63 yards, which is 10.5 yards per catch. And you throw in the 60-yarder, and all of a sudden, but a boom, but a bang, he's hitting it hard. And that's, uh, yeah, that will be, when Jefferson comes back, that will be quite a one-two tandem for the tw- uh, to Twins, for the Vikings. Uh, now, their losses were Tampa by three. You mentioned the single digits. Philadelphia by six. They lost the Chargers by th- four. And that was all the beginning of the year. And then they beat Carolina. Lost to Kansas City by seven. One score games, as you mentioned, then they beat the Bears by six and the Niners by five. So they are three and four. And then, as you mentioned, uh, to follow up, not only at Green Bay and at Atlanta, now they're on the road, but they, they could win these. They can win these. Then they get New Orleans uh, at home. And they're somewhat in disarray after their game this Sunday. And uh, Derek Carr and the receiver kind of going at it. Uh, then they go to Denver, which is certainly winnable. Then the Bears come into uh, Minnesota, then a bye week. Uh, they could get on a roll because after the bye, they play Las Vegas. Then it turns a little tougher at the Bengals, Detroit at home, uh, at Green Bay, and then at, or excuse me, Green Bay at home on New Year's Eve, and then at Detroit to wrap it up. I mean, that'll be, if, if the Lions and and uh, Vikings are close at all, that'll yeah. be the deciding factor to two uh, meetings in three weeks. So neither team has a murderer's row of a schedule because this division doesn't play a tough schedule. But yeah. um, the Vikings are still alive. It, it's a yeah. tall. It's a it's a long way to climb, and any time you have to do that, starting out zero and three, it's always tougher. But I, I the Lions, I think, will be fine. I saw an amazing stat about Lamar Jackson. He is sixteen and one against NFC teams. And someone brought I heard a couple good points. It's because they don't see him very often, and when you don't see Lamar Jackson very often, you're not ready for it. Meanwhile, the Steelers they see him twice a year. They have an idea of what's coming. The Browns or even the Dolphins have played him about three or four times now. But the Lions, it's probably—I mean—it's been at least been four years since they played him. Most of these defenders have not played Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and when you finally see him on the field, I remember seeing him live last year. He is electric. They just got Lamar Jackson. So that's what happened. I'm not too worried about the Lions. He's—he's—he uh, is uh, a fantastic talent, uh, and when he's healthy, yeah. and with his contract that he has, he's happy. He's healthy. He has a great team around him. Unlike unlike the quote from uh, Logan Thomas that I, I saw this morning. And uh, before that, there's, it says here that many players uh, before the season gushed about the talent and potential of the offense under the enemy. Uh, <laughs> scratch that. They do not have a lot of talent. They don't. Uh, your, your boy, Logan Thomas, I'm still excited about what the offense brings. We got all the talent in the world. We just got to execute. Every week we cut on the film, we see guys running open, and we have chances to make plays. But everybody's got to do their collective part, myself included. Well, that's a nice thing to include himself. The bottom line is, no, they do not have a lot of talent. They do not have a lot of talent around them. They just don't. They do not They do not have it. And, and they got to wake up to realize they are not that talented. So, anyway, the... Uh, the Lions are, the Ravens are, and a happy and healthy uh, Jackson uh, goes a long way Yeah, I think uh, to making that team a better team. They're already good. They're well-coached. It's a well-managed team, and they just seem to do it every year. And we, like you said yesterday, maybe we should take Buffalo off the list. And it's funny because I read a story this morning also said that 
We said yesterday, what I said yesterday, you got to take them off the shelf for Super Bowl contenders. The article today said uh, they're, they're, they're not. I said I didn't say that. I said the window is closing or closed for the Buffalo Bills. And it followed up an article in the Washington's paper this morning that said they – they, uh, they're not going to do it. They don't have it. I'll put my money on them not winning. Yeah. I, I said it before the year. It's like the Boston Celtics. They keep being up there in the odds, but they keep not winning the Super Bowl. Nope. Uh, and we have Dolphin Dave on now. Dolphin Dave, go ahead. Hey, good morning, Al. Listen, Al, I, <laughs> I, you know I call a lot. You know, I don't usually complain. I'll, I'll complain that my team isn't good or, you know, the defense isn't good. And I don't know if we would have won that game on Sunday, but we got. I have never seen anybody, I think, get jogged by the refs as like we were. Uh, with three calls, just blatant calls, uh, one against us and then two non calls against them. And it was, they only had, the Philadelphia Eagles had two penalties that were offsetting. So I know you guys probably hashed this yesterday, but it was 10 penalties to nothing. Up in Philadelphia, and I have never been the guy to scream and say maybe somebody got paid off. But the, the discrepancy is just needs to get looked at. It just you know, there, there, there's a problem in the NFL when I don't I know that you're home, but when the other team does no wrong, and you can see it on film that they did very wrong, I I have a major problem with what happened on Sunday. Uh, you don't like to see a broad discrepancy like that, a wide discrepancy. And the only penalties that Philadelphia was called for, as you said, was the uh, offsetting penalties, two of them, and that was it. Now, you know, I know the head coach, McDaniel, was very irritating. He's been sending out tweets. I get to call them tweets anymore now that it's not Twitter. He's been sending out little X's. That uh, that uh, he's very ticked off by. He's been he's been sending out messages uh, that uh, saying the same thing about we got all these penalties they didn't. I haven't read them. I, I'm not quoting verbatim, but the coach McDaniel's very ticked off about uh, about the Dolphins getting you know jobbed in the penalty department. So you know I watch most of the game. Um, it's you hate to see that. Uh, I don't think there's a conspiracy. I don't think there was a payoff. Uh, you know, officials are humans uh, and they get things wrong, and that's that. I mean, the same same uh, uh, group of refs were doing the Giants Redskins game this past weekend, Commanders game. That did the game last year in Washington when the receiver for Washington was in the end zone and was bundled up. The guy was more, it's like he was putting a coat on the guy, but even more closer. And they, the replay, I mean, the guy just grabbed him and held him in, in the end zone wide open and they didn't call. And, you know, it's just, you, you shake your head and you just go, come on, guys, you got to see that. But anyway, you got reason to carp and gripe about it. No problem. Um, I think that we could still take our division. I am concerned. I'm going to be very interesting to watch, and I will get up and watch two weeks. We play in Frankfurt, Germany. Unless uh, your sports radio would like to take your producer and me, and as a good gesture, Dolphin fans like to send us to Frankfurt for a few days. To watch they the don't spend a penny so on anything. They don't spend a penny on promotion or advertising. No, 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 no. This station ain't going to send you to, to Ashland. Come on, dog. Come <laughs> so on, I was, dog. I thought your producer, I thought after all these years I earned it, your producer definitely has earned it. He works with you. 
He's only been no, here. He's only know. been here since July of last year, as far as full time with me. So uh, his name is Robert. You know, his name is Robert. In case you want to. But I think that you know, I would be interested. I'm very interested to see how it's called again. Um, and I'm not going to be look, looking for bad stuff. But when we play in Frankfurt, we're playing up against Kansas City Chiefs, and that seems to also be the darling of the NFL. I would be interested to see if that we're going to have the same thing happen in Frankfurt because uh, we can't. We can't beat a good team if we have a bunch of penalties. Uh, and and uh, and the thing, and I'll just end with this: our defense finally showed up at Philadelphia. They were ready to play, and they went in and they played. Uh, and you know, one guy gets horse collared, and we have a fourth. And one guy gets uh, we have a fourth down. We have given the ball because the guy gets pulled to the ground by a face mask. You know, somewhere along the line here, I would just like to see, you know. Some parody in what's going to happen. Right, let me ask you uh, real but, quick. Let me ask you real quick. Should Washington keep Rivera? Should they get, uh, elevate the enemy next year or get a new coach altogether? Rivera, the enemy, or new coach? Uh, new coach. New coach. All right. And who wins tonight? Phillies or the Diamondbacks? Game seven in LCS. Yeah, I'm going to say the Phillies because, you know, I'm just. As a Met fan, I still like the, you know, I'm not supposed to like the Phillies, but I'm going to say the Phillies are going to win tonight. Uh, hey, thank you, Hoss. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you as always. Thank you, man. All right, thank you. All right, uh, we got to get to a pause. John Freeman tomorrow at 845 Voice of the Virginia Cavaliers. John Markon, long time he and I sat down together. We've been doing it with Steve Isaacs, and uh, now it'll be one-on-one, myself and John Markon, former uh, assistant editor and writer and columnist for the Richmond Times-Dispatch tomorrow at 9. All right, stay with us. We're here. We're live. We're talking sports. We're going to do it till 10 o'clock. Pause time. Don't touch that dial. 327-0888. Chasing a second straight playoff appearance out of the CAA. Follow them on their quest every step of the way. Here on your home for the Richmond Spiders, 1061 ESPN. We are here live and we're talking sports. Feel free to call in a couple questions. What should Washington do about their coaching? Should, I mean, should they fire Rivera now? Eh, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? The uh, should they, who should they have coaching next year for Washington? Rivera be enemy. It won't go to Del Rio dogfight and uh, or a new coach altogether. What should Washington have next year? Roaming the well, <laughs> uh, Rivera doesn't roam the sidelines. Uh, the uh, quarterback Sam Howell has been sacked forty times. The re- the Washington record for most sacks allowed, I believe, is forty eight. And uh, we all remember the ninety one season when they were d- determined to be and noted, and it's reflected in the record books uh, that the ninety one Washington football they were Redskins then were. Uh, one of the uh, one of the top teams in the Super Bowl era. Uh, they lost uh, two games, uh, one point and two points, something like that. I can't remember. I have to go back and look at their schedule. But uh, they started eleven zero. They they won handily in the playoffs. They were leading Buffalo thirty four to six. I mean, it just just they were just, you know Gibbs takes the foot off the pedal in the finals. What thirty seven twenty four. 
But that's just because they, they, you know. In the last game of the year, they lost to Philadelphia after he pulled the starters in half in that game up in Philadelphia. And, of course, Buddy Ryan, you know, tried to make it look good. But anyway, uh, Mark Rippon that season, that whole season, Mark Rippon, the quarterback, Super Bowl MVP, although I will say Brad Edwards and, golly, who was the other safety? Oh, Danny Copeland, it comes to me. Danny Copeland. But uh, Brad Edwards should have been a co-MVP with the Rippin. He had, I think, what, two picks, a bunch of hits, forced a fumble. You know, they were just, uh, they were just, that was just a well-oiled machine. It, it was. They were, that was a team there. Anyway, hey, <laughs> that's as ancient as uh, as Julius Caesar. When you go back 32 years, uh, Dallas has not been to the Super Bowl since '95. Washington since '92, and uh, it will will Jared Jones ever get another one? I don't know. We shall see. Um, the bovine cartel were off last week. They will host the Rams this week in football. Just to give you a quick little look at a couple things here, the Rams are currently three and four. The bovines, uh, did they not get a big two weeks ago? They did, didn't they? The bovines are yeah, four they lost and two. To the 49ers. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. 42 to 10. <laughs> oh, the fun of it all. Uh, yeah, they 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 beat the Chargers the week, uh, last time they played. Right. It was two weeks uh, back and that they lost the Niners 42 to 10. Uh, Chargers, they beat in LA the following week, and uh, that was 20. Just 2017? Yeah. They beat them. And then the bye week, and now they'll play the Rams at home. And then they go, here's one to put in your books. You ready for this, Robert the Bruce? I'm ready for it. At Philadelphia, November 5th. That's a big one right there. You like that one? I mean, uh, it's the Eagles will have a uh, sizable advantage if they win that game, or the Cowboys will take the lead in the division if, if things play, if they, keep, if they both keep winning. Well, I wrote yesterday for my questions for my football challenger, guys. Uh, Philadelphia beat Miami Sunday night. They played Dallas a week from this Sunday. So it's Miami, Washington, Dallas. At Washington and Dallas. Is Washington... We're running out of time this hour, but I'll throw it at you now. Think about this. Is Washington a banana peel game for Philadelphia this weekend? I mean, you watch Washington and what they do and who they play and how bad they get. Three points against Buffalo. Seven against a beat-up no-good Giants team. (laughs) So now they gave Philadelphia all they wanted uh, back on, what, uh, October 1st. And now they're playing them again at home. Is this a banana peel game for the Barking Beagles of Philadelphia before they take on Dallas at home the following week after, of course, beating Miami in the preceding week before Washington? We're out of time for this hour. we got five seconds. Stay with us. We have another hour to go right here on 1061 ESPN. I'm Miguel. This is Sports Fund. Robert the Bruce on the side of the glass. Tuesday, Carlin versus.